0: Uh. 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 (laughs) Limited potential (laughs) Well, how is it
1: going, Luca? It's going as good as it can be, man How about you? How are you doing?
0: You know what, man? I'm doing pretty good, actually Can't complain I mean, I could, but no one would listen As we can tell by our listener ratings on this podcast the,
1: The very few will listen, maybe Maybe, or they uh, might no. fa- they might fast forward.
0: Potentially, potentially. So welcome back, everyone, to the newest episode of the Written Unru- Rule podcast. Now, as you know, a lot's changed in the world since we all last hung out together. Um,
1: the sound has changed. I don't know if you can hear. the sound has changed here.
0: Yeah. yeah, the sounds change. We're recording separately because covid covid hit the world and it's it's changed there's no doubt about it it's changed i've never experienced anything like this in my life and i think you could say the same
1: yeah yeah I, like when it all started happening like whenever i hear of any virus i always like think of the movie outbreak like you know shit's going down but it never really does i always overreact to it and this time i think i
0: underreacted I might have as well at first. first. I think at first when it first kind of started hitting, uh, I was just, yeah, whatever. I scoffed at it. Mm -hmm. It was just like, oh, I'm sure it's another Ebola. Not to say that Ebola or any of these other ones weren't bad, but it always feels, yeah, exactly. It always feels so distant and not localized and in your own backyard. But no, this one definitely hit everyone's own backyard.
1: Every single person has been affected by this. Well, maybe not that like one Island or that one protected area in Brazil where like they're throwing spears at a helicopter. I don't know if you saw that on the internet, but everyone but them know of the coronavirus.
0: Yo, yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, it's funny. I was kind of like thinking it back about the whole timeline and how it all started and, you know, I remember when I really started to pay attention to it was right around the time Italy started to get bad. Yeah. Like, right when Italy started to turn, um, I was I, that's when I really took notice, and so my ears perked up a little. Right. And I was like, okay, there's something going on here.
1: Well, because we heard about it, like, we're frequent Redditors, so we see a lot of stuff before, you know, Aunt, uh, Aunt Karen on the internet, on Facebook, is posting it, right? So we usually see it a little that's bit true. before that and i think at the end of the year last year we were seeing it already so like in december we were seeing the reports out of china and stuff but you mm-hmm. know back then it was uh, it's just like the flu
0: yeah exactly how many how many things come from there or yeah. i think we all probably joked from the simpsons saying oh it's just the osaka flu all over again
1: yeah like we didn't anticipate anything actually hitting everywhere we thought we had you know if it was anything serious we have a lot of scientific experts that are going to do something but um yeah, we, I guess, uh, we weren't prepared for this.
0: No, and I, the biggest thing that's that's kind of confused a lot of people is the early on, um, the misinformation that was kind of coming out through cr- the coronavirus. Yeah, well, I mean, it is misinformation, but
1: I mean, you're learning about it's a novel virus. So, for people who don't know what the term novel means, it is the first time we've seen this virus before. So there's a lot of learning to do, and uh, I think that's, I think a lot of people don't understand that, that, you know, as much as experts are trying to do their best, uh, they don't know a lot, and they'll tell you they're not, they don't fully know everything, that's why everything changes all the time, so.
0: Oh yeah, and it's so hard to know everything, I mean, when it first broke out, there was rumblings that it was airborne, then they said, no, no, it's only spread through droplets, but now, apparently, 238 experts have come out and said, no, no, it's actually airborne. Yeah. So, like, even as we're kind of running down the case numbers locally here in Ontario, um, more information is coming out about just how the virus is spread yeah. and whatnot.
1: I'm just happy after all of this that, like, I can go get a burrito again. Like, I know it's yeah, pretty sad, but it's the little things I'm missing.
0: Yes. And, The Little Things is exactly kind of what we're going to talk about in this episode. Um, This is going to be a series. We're going to be doing the coronavirus quarantine series of The Unwritten Rule. We're going to talk about different aspects of quarantining, the different things we did to get by. Um, And this is just part one. And right now we're just going to talk about the things that have really sucked about the quarantine and then later on in the part two of the episode we're probably going to discuss you know how we survive it and how we are surviving it because i do need to address this right off the, st- the stop
1: yeah there's... this isn't done no no but but let's just you know let's try to give people advice and forget about all the terrible things we've had to do
0: yeah 2020 has been a shit show So, yes, this is what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be about giving the rules to surviving the quarantine and, you know, the rules to make it more bearable. I think that's something
1: we all need. Well, we're lucky. You know, Canada has been one of the few North American countries that is, I don't don't know if anyone else has been doing as good as Canada. Uh, So we're kind of in that state where, you know, we're slowly reopening. Um, But as we've seen in the U.S., things can quickly change. So in case we do, yeah, I mean, if you're listening from any of the, you know, the countries that should be under lockdown that aren't, or that will soon be under lockdown or or are in lockdown, that's what this two-part series is for.
0: Absolutely. So with that being said, we should start off. What has sucked? What have been some of the things that have really sucked? For me, socializing, I can openly admit socializing has been really, really annoying and tough.
1: yeah. I mean, it's been completely different. Well, I say completely different, but we're we like to go out, but we also like to stay in and play games. You know, sometimes play online games together. Um, so mm-hmm. that hasn't changed too much. Maybe by the, it has changed that we're doing it more frequently, and getting a lot of messages. Let's go play video games online. Um, yeah. But now it's coming to a point where it's like, I'll take any chance to get out. You know
0: you know I wish I could say the same thing well
1: yeah what well, you're you're concerned right is that the it's reason? not
0: even the concern is I because I've been home so much yeah that when I have to go out now it's the opposite I don't want to go out I'm just like Ugh, it sounds so much work I'm so comfortable and <laughs> used to this routine of just not doing anything
1: we figured out how to eliminate like the going out for whatever we used to need to go for we found ways (laughs) around it now and (laughs) thus us us lazy people are cool with it but like dude i'm telling you (laughs) no i'm taught like for me it's like poker when i have to get together with my friends go play poker you know that was great but we found out that we can just play money on poker stars you know and we would just Mm -hmm. we'd skype video chat so we can see each other And the people who block their face during it, you know, their phones disconnect during Skype while you're playing poker, they're liars and cheaters. Yep. (laughs) But, like, now it's like, it's way easier. I can just sit in my basement when I'm done. I don't have to drive home or anything. I can have drinks and not have to worry about, you know, how I'm going to get home and stuff like that because I'm in my basement. And is it, I don't think it's drinking alone when I'm doing it through a Skype call.
0: Well, no, and to be fair, you're never really alone if you're with Christ. Exactly, exactly. So that's that's a key thing people tend to forget when they're <laughs> drinking. Yeah. As long as you claim you're with God, you're fine. You get a free fucking pass at yeah. that point. No, it... but yeah, socializing. I know what I've done. I've started. We did a trivia night. We've been doing a weekly trivia night, um, mm. or we attempt to do weekly. I shouldn't say it's like it's some regiment, but we try to do a weekly trivia night over a Zoom conference call okay. with video chat. That's one way to. We've been socializing with friends that you know you haven't been able to see Mm -hmm. which is funny because everyone now I've noticed this switch since COVID happened where everyone feels like they need to be social and they need to talk because they can't do that anymore they can't get together
1: the funny thing is this is like the section of things that have sucked I think this sucks for most people but us because we're kind of we don't really care to go out as much
0: no I'm a pretty introverted person yeah like through and through. So okay. So let's scrap socializing.
1: Aspect, what what else has sucked?
0: Uh, you know what? Work. Work's been a tough one. Hmm. Well,
1: I mean, a lot of people. This is where you know I'm fortunate to be in a, an industry. Well, I'm in. I work at a hospital, so um, I haven't Ground been affected. Ground over there. Yeah, yeah. They actually test in the same building. I'm like not actually in the hospital. I'm like at the building right beside it, and they actually mm-hmm. test on our uh, in our building. And so it was kind of scary at first, right? Um, like I know like the NBA players are talking about, you know, everyone's kind of scared going back and going into the bubble traveling. It's one of those things that until you start, until I started going into work a little bit and seeing like all the precautions they took, I didn't really, I was scared initially, but I kind of feel okay now. So, I mean, like for other people, I, I don't imagine how it is just working from home only. Like there's some people that are able to, and then there's some people that just can't work and have lost their jobs. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm in that boat, man. I uh, I started working from home, mm-hmm. but uh, the radio station I was working for just had to let me go. It's a lay me off furlough because uh, just everything shut down, man. Like, yeah. what else could they have done, really? But yeah, work's been tough. Finances have been hurting a lot of people. I mean, I'm lucky. I live at home, and I don't have too too much to worry about in terms of monthly bills mm-hmm. outside of like your car and a couple things. But the thing that worries me and I feel my heart goes out for those people is the ones with rent, the ones that have lost their jobs and have been furloughed and are renting with mortgage, with
1: like kids, yeah. like a full
0: family. Yeah, that's, that's tough. And so like when that argument came about wanting to reopen the country up again, I like I got the argument. I understood where they were coming from, but at the same token, you're risking lives—like literally the most precious thing in the world. Yeah, Life.
1: there's a, see that's a thing, right? There's an argument on the other end, right? I'm with you, right? I think try to keep everything closed as much as possible till we get till we get rid of this virus. But then you know other people's livelihoods, you know their lives. There's probably I'm sure there's some suicides associated with this, people losing their jobs and being depressed. Uh, For sure, there's something going on with that. So, I mean, how many lives are we saving versus how many are, you know, dying because, or at least severely impacted because they're
0: losing jobs and their houses and everything, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mental health has a huge, huge effect and tie-in with this. Just because, you know, someone loses their work and that can have a lot of, not even just financial downsides, but mental downsides too right a lot of people mm-hmm. take a lot of pride in their work yeah you know it's a it's a way to show their value to the to the economy to the system to society mm-hmm. and when you know that gets taken away from you you feel very very different about yourself you yeah. feel when you're
1: like providing you're, when you're able to
0: provide
1: and not rely mm-hmm. on anyone and now you have to do that um you you feel
0: you lose a sense of confidence i'd say mm-hmm
1: mm-hmm Yeah. So we're losing, yeah, we're losing money, you know, we're losing our jobs, like people in general, this virus has affected us in many ways, like even like just regular freedoms that you normally enjoy, like going to a movie theater, that's not there anymore. Um, Even like running, there's a weird point where it's like, you're supposed to exercise, but you're supposed to stay distant. Some people don't think you should be outside without a mask. Like, you know, we can't do everything we do now is like restricted.
0: Yeah. Freedom's a big one. Just (laughs) thinking about the idea of running to the store quickly to get something. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten to a point where you can't even get in stores without a face mask, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But that idea of just like, oh, I, I got to run over to the corner store to go pick up some egg and milk for breakfast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's like you do that in a hurry and you forget your mask. Well, you're shit out of luck.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's like that's why I'm, I'm grateful for those stores that give you masks like Costco. So I'd like, that's one of my big things. I've been going to Costco a lot recently. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But then again, it's like, I look at this. I remember when this started gaining traction in January. By the end of January, I was already telling my boss, like, are we planning to work from home? And it wasn't really in North America. I think we only had, like, two cases in Canada at the time. and um, That we knew of. Well, yeah, yeah. But two confirmed cases. And I just, at that point, end of January, I'm like, we need to close everything down. Like, close the borders. Like, no flights in. And let's take everything serious and I had a friend come in from Switzerland and I was told that he was all they told him was just like have a good day. They didn't even tell him to self isolate or anything. They just said, you know, be on your way, nothing. And, yeah, and how <laughs> many flights were coming in? It's like that's brutal. Like now they're taking this if they put, if they put these restrictions in place back then, we'd be in a way
0: better place now. We'd probably have no cases in Canada. Probably not. You're, you're right. And I think the worst part was they knew about this and did nothing. Like the government
1: reacted slowly. I think they didn't use common sense. They went with science, which there wasn't enough of back then. Um, yeah. So that's the unfortunate thing. Science, you can't just rush it, right? You need the you need, uh, actual research done. Evidence, the evidence, research. Evidence, yeah, yeah you can't, you're not going to close down a country. But once again, as I said... I like, I think everything is going to be like the movie Outbreak. We need to just go all out at the beginning. Um, yeah, that's that's the way I've been thinking.
0: Yeah, better to over prepare than under prepare and have to be reactive than proactive. Yeah. Um, you know what I wanted to ask you is how have you been coping with no sports, being that we're big sports fans? Has that kind of sucked for you?
1: Um,. It has, but the thing is I've kind of the last two years since I've been back in school, I haven't had too much time to watch sports as closely as normally. Like when the Raptors won the championship, I watched it, but like my mind was elsewhere because I was just like so focused on school. Um, So this year I was like the first year I was going to finally get back into it, I had time to, but it kind of didn't really, I don't know. I just didn't get fully back into the season. So when it went away, I don't miss it as much as I thought I would. Like, if this was five years ago, yeah, I would have been, like, devastated. But, it it, like, I do notice effects, right? Like, there's a lot less to talk about. So now all we're talking about is the stuff we hear on the news and, like, on the internet. Um, But, like, I think once, like, the NBA and NHL come back, I think it's going to make a – I think it's going to help a lot. It's going to help people with, like, the mental – you know, some of the depression, too. Because I know a lot of people, sports was their crutch. They needed that. They came home. They had a beer. They watched the game. And uh, that's been gone for a while.
0: Mhm. Totally. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big sports fan, but I'll be honest, I haven't missed as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big things is I've uh, I've kind of tried to use this time to better myself, mm-hmm. and I think that's something I wanted to set out. You know, and I know we started the episode off on this kind of negative, yeah, assertion about why COVID nineteen sucks and all the things that suck alongside it. Yeah. But I wanted to. Try to change it up a little. Figure okay. out a way to turn a negative into a positive. That,
1: that's kind of like a, like an unwritten rule of any sort of situation that locks you down or I guess of, of surviving the pandemic right now to survive the quarantine is golden rule is – or sorry, an unwritten rule is to try to find a positive angle on the situation you're in.
0: Yes. I think that is – the golden rule for trying to deal with the things that suck, you know, the the weight gain, the the no sports, you know, (laughs) there has been weight gain. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. For some people, they've been probably taking in more drugs and drinking. I mean, it's 12 o'clock on a Thursday You probably don't even know that because every day blends together when you're quarantining and you've been laid off. Yeah. So it's like, "Eh, I might as well have a couple drinky poos. And next thing you know, it's three o'clock and you're doing the no pants dance (laughs) on your front lawn. (laughs) I
1: I wonder how many people, though, because I think a lot of people are also social drinkers. So I wonder how it's affected social drinking. I think people have been drinking probably less in general. Obviously, Ah, all people depend on
0: if you're not alone when you're with Christ, buddy.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough.
0: So one. And if, I think Zoom too. I wonder how many people are just getting absolutely shit faced on Zoom. I've
1: never done that. I've had Where a few why? beers just playing like just playing poker with my friends through the through the Skype video chat, but
0: I haven't got shit faced yet. No, I I agree. <laughs> but what are what are some of the things that you know? The golden unwritten rule being that. Uh, Try to find a way to turn it into a positive. Improve on something. What have What have you done? What are some of the things you've kind of worked on or tried to do?
1: You know, I, st- I started thinking back. It's like I didn't do anything to get myself into better shape. Like I, I wanted. I started actually one night doing like push ups and like sit ups, and then like kind of squats with like weights. Like kind of just a uh, kind of like almost like you're sitting down, jumping back up, just trying to get my myself into some shape and then sure enough I think I went too too hard and I pulled my back so Mm, yeah I didn't self-improve physically although that prompted me to buy because I was talking to a colleague and he said that uh or actually it was just a a friend we were playing online and he said that a lot of your a lot of back problems come from tightness in like the the hamstrings so I bought like a stretching band and so my flexibility is getting better now which is a positive
0: there you are. You're still physically improving. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're in
1: some way. I've been, um, I've been working. You know, I've, I don't have any time off. Uh, I'm taking a week off shortly, but haven't had any time off. So I've been able to to make money, and since we're not going out doing stuff, I'm saving money, which is always
0: a, a plus, if you ask me. Yeah,
1: and. I guess I haven't been playing many games before this because like, you know, I've been in school and everything. I've kind of actually just unwinded and I was able to uh, to play some games with friends. I was able to watch some movies and stuff that I never would have watched because I just, you know, to go, go, go. I'd, always, I'd rather go out and do something than stay in a lot of the times where I'd be, you know, my friends would call me and then I would rather do something socially. Um, so I was able to do a lot of things like movies that I've been
0: wanting to watch for a few years now I've been able to watch. So... Like it's- yeah, well, that's, that was one nice thing I noticed about the quarantine was that there's just so much content nowadays to digest and take in that you really have to kind of be selective mm-hmm. in what you're watching and what you're enjoying and taking. And you, the one thing I noticed was that I was able to catch up on things that I neglected Stuff that I might have started, mm-hmm. but never went back around to, you know, if it was a movie or TV shows, mm-hmm. you know, one of them I just started watching again was F is for Family. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. I saw saw the first season, enjoyed it, but I just never got around to season two. I think there's a third one out, two or even a fourth. Yeah, I'm
1: not even and, sure. And,
0: um, yeah, I've, I've been going through it on Netflix, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, So I have had a chance to watch some more shows. I mean, everyone was talking about that Tiger King show.
1: Yeah, I watched that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, look, I watched it and it was whatever. I didn't even care for much.
1: I think it was just shock value and it's like the fact that we...
0: It's America though. Can anyone be surprised at anything that country does? No, but uh,
1: for us, we're used to like the Florida stories, you know? Like you always will send us like a link of something that happened in Florida, and Tiger King is like a mild Florida,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, like I don't get how people were confused at one point, a dude ate another human being high on bath salts in Miami,
1: yeah, yeah, so is
0: like that really shocking that's
1: that that set the bar for me. I'm not gonna lie the bath salts incident, so oh, I, absolutely, I'm really desensitized to this crazy oh. stuff.
0: Oh, dude, man, a uh, funny story about the whole Tiger King thing and the quarantine. So I had just finished watching this series, mm-hmm. and I called to place an order for some uh, some weed. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can talk about that because it's legal here. Yeah. And the girl answers the phone that I call, and she says, uh, we're just waiting to do the payment thing. And she goes, hey, I got a question i'm like sure what's up and she's like do you think carol baskin killed her husband <laughs> and honestly dude this is how little interest i had in how much little care i had in the document in that documentary my instant reply was i don't know i don't really care and it's not that important right now we're like in the middle of a pandemic i'm kind of like more focused on that yeah and she's f- like oh i know but i'm just bored and i'm like I guess, but I, I'm sorry, wrong person. I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's probably trying to be nice and have conversation, but no, yeah. Totally. Gives a shit?
0: And and when it happened, I didn't even think about that. I was just so taken aback that they were asking me this question. Yeah. I was just like, man, I really don't have an answer because I truly don't give a shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Um... It it's that's I don't know that's the thing that both sucked and did not suck because at least there's a conversation there because I find the one thing we're all having trouble talking about like doing now is talking about stuff that we haven't already talked about like ten times so like to throw in you don't want
0: to have the MJ debate again
1: that was a fantastic uh, that was a fantastic series that came out but like all this stuff that like came out that diverted our attention that's been really cool right like we've yeah we've
0: uh, at least had something new to talk about. Um, Which was needed just yeah. to ease the frustration and the, of, you know, dealing with what was going on. Yeah. Um, I tried to learn the guitar. I think that was yeah. a, a big one. I think a big unwritten role for this uh, self-improvement would be find a new hobby. Find something that's going to preoccupy you. Yeah. Something that you might have always wanted to do, but never really had the time to do it. If you had the time now, there's really no, no reason why not to.
1: Yeah, because there's less distraction. There's no excuses. The only, only things you're required to do right now are all based on your own, own schedule. Because you're not really hanging out. I mean, we are starting to now, but
0: yeah, you're right. Cause mm-hmm. I, I
1: start. We both picked up that uh, Fender guitar app, right? Yep, and Fender Play. Even I, like, I've been playing guitar a little bit, and I even used it a little bit, uh, just a. You know, to have some fun because I picked up a guitar over the pandemic. Um, So, you know, it's nice. I got to play some more guitar, which I haven't done probably for years. I haven't really seriously played the
0: guitar. Well, you know, what was funny when I started playing with the the Fender Play. For those of you that don't know, it's basically a guitar app that helps you learn how to play the guitar in these very simple yet bite-sized videos. They're no more than three minutes. They're really short. Yeah, you know what they remind me of? You know, when you have to do training on your job, and you have to like sign in through some like shitty website portal, and they make <laughs> you watch this stupid, shitty video, oh, and yeah, then a do a survey. Those. Yeah, it kind of felt like that, but it was the first time I was ever voluntarily interested.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well no, that's. Um, it was cool. Like my membership, it was like three three months. It expired. Um, I think I went a little bit too beginner for myself. I'm not a good guitarist mm-hmm. to say the least, but i just. I think it was a little bit too beginner because everything, I think I spent like a couple hours with it and I'm like, this is very, very basic. Because um, I, I don't like to go too far where I'm not able to do it. So I want to kind of ease my way in. Um, but I mean, I, I've decided to kind of, I've been lucky that I've, uh, my sister is in the U.S., but she was able to visit because they ease the restrictions for our family members, like direct family. And she also mm-hmm. is a Canadian mm-hmm. citizen, so that, uh, that helped, so I was able to spend time with uh, with family during this pandemic. Which, you know, normally it would be just like a weekend thing, but since she had to do like a two week quarantine, she was here for over two weeks. So it was nice to to catch up with the family and actually spend quality time with them.
0: Totally, and that's a nice thing being able to spend more time with the family. Um, and you might think that's kind of weird because it's like if you happen to live with them, mm-hmm. you see them somewhat regularly and by that I mean literally every day yeah but you all live different lives as much as you live in one communal place it's all on different schedules running at different times doing different things so how much time do you really spend with them and when you are around how often are you just not doing your own thing and that's if you live with your parents or whatnot you know for those that don't speak or live with their parents Mm -hmm. um I know a lot of them have been FaceTiming and Zoom conferencing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough for us at first because um, my brother had a kid recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we weren't able to see him for a good month and a half, right? We could only, like, video chat the kid. And the kid's so young. he It's not like he knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees a phone and he just wants to grab the phone. So like he sees the phone yeah, and realizes, yeah. oh, I'm in a video chat. So even that there's this disconnect there, but it, it, it's at least forcing you to actually spend time with them and actually have to communicate because you now have to call them. And it's not like you're in the same room where you're just watching TV and talking about what's on TV. You actually have to talk to them. You have to have yeah. a conversation. Yeah, you, you can't just have let the TV
1: run and you're just in the same room together, right?
0: Exactly. So, you know, you could say that maybe there's more family time or less, but I think it's quality time now because it's actually attentive. You're not passive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, I'm, I was surprised, like just seeing so many people where like, I know father's day was, or mother's day was on at that time, I believe. And uh, I think yeah, father's day just passed and just seeing people when you're driving around, you see kids at like the bottom of the driveway, like saying hi to their parents. They're, you know, far away, but they're not going in their houses like you know, what I expected. Um I thought people would just be like, ah, oh, they're my family, let's just do it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy to see that. But then you see those piece of shit people who were like right at the beginning they didn't give a fuck because I have these neighbors behind us that have a pool and they're like you hear them playing beer pong. And it's like that out of all the things to be playing right now is a game where you all share the same ball which goes into a drink where you take a drink from, <laughs> like, that, that's the dumbest game to play. Like, what's
0: worse? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how anyone could have done that during a quarantine. It's, and it's selfish. It's, it comes down to the bottom line. It's completely and selfish. There's no regard for the, the other person.
1: Yeah, like the thing is if you and I got this virus, we're probably going to be fine. I mean, we don't know the long-term effects. That's one thing that uh, kind of worries me, but we're going to survive. You and I will survive. We're young enough, we'll survive. But it's it's the older people. You
0: know, like you see older people all the time. Dude, people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Or or health complications, dude. My whole family has pre-existing conditions. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was the only one that that in our current living situation didn't have any pre-existing conditions that they had to worry about. My mom, sister, and dad, yeah. and my sister's boyfriend who lives with us, all had that. Had that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, when you go out, you're not even thinking about. I wasn't even thinking about myself at that point. Yeah. Like when I went out and I had to do go grocery shopping or whatever it was, at that point, it wasn't even about me. I was I was solely focused on, okay I cannot get this because where the hell am I going to go? I can't go home. I can't give it to them. Am i going to live in my car.
1: Yeah, I wasn't happy because a lot of people got to work from home. Uh, I wasn't able to until just recently uh, work from home. And uh, I wasn't happy just because I, you know, I have elderly parents here and. They're not. They're, they don't have a good chance if they survive, right? If if I get it, so it's it's some. This is a time where we should be thinking about others, not ourselves.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I think we should normally be thinking about other people before ourselves.
1: Yeah, especially if you're not going to be affected, right? If you're like, oh, I don't care. It's my life. If it's just you that's going to be affected, you're welcome to do it. I mean, I'd prefer you be safe, but if you feel that you want to do that with your life, you do it. But the fact that you're gonna affect someone else. Unwritten rule, think of others.
0: I think that is the golden unwritten rule of life. Yeah. I, I think, think so. like the ultimate rule is just think of your common man and treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. With that being said though, if that's the philosophy people want to take in that approach treat others the way you want to be treated, you do have to know if you're gonna treat people like shit, people are gonna treat you back like shit too. Because if that's how you want to be treated, well I will gladly do that for you because that's what you're doing to me, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what else hasn't sucked about this quarantine? Like what else have we sleep. Sleep? Ton of sleep, man. I gotta admit that was my biggest problem in the last few years. I was probably sleeping an average of five and a half to six hours a night. I think I'm I'm yeah. over I'm over seven now. I'm at over seven.
0: So I'm so I'm still doing the same amount of duration. So mm-hmm. like I usually sleep for f- four to six hours, anywhere in that range, four yeah. to six, any given night. But what I am finding is I'm taking a lot more like cat naps. That's nice. Where I like doze off for like a half hour to an hour. You know what? Those I'm are just
1: clutch. at home bored. Those are clutch. I've I I haven't done that in a long time, but this
0: quarantine I've done a couple of those, and I felt great. But they're nice, dude. When was the last time you took a nap on a Sunday afternoon? Like so, honestly, since I was since
1: my clubbing days where I would drink too much and barely sleep the night before and then I'd throw on like golf or some like calming sport <laughs> and I would just pass out.
0: Golf the ultimate sport to
1: sleep it, to. It really is. That and baseball? Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> yeah, baseball's another one.
1: Like if one of those two are on on Sunday and I'm just tired it's like I don't really care. I'm just going to nap yeah. and I'm going to see everything later.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Now, now we understand that the golden rules we've gotten two golden rules done and out of the way. We got well two two unwritten rules.
1: The golden rules at the end—that's our best. Yes, because I have an unwritten yes. rule on things that have not sucked, Like from what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So when it's st- continue, Matt? No, what are you
0: gonna say? Sorry, this well, so, is a little awkward. Just yeah. not being
1: in the same room. Exactly. Yes, yeah. so there's a bit of a little a little bit of a delay, but my 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 unwritten rule from this whole part has been when this is all over, remember what truly was important. Don't go rushing into that old life that, you know, that there were flaws in just enjoy your newfound perspective and, you know, really take care of the things that are important to you.
0: Yeah. My, my unwritten rule for this, this part of the things that haven't sucked is um, stop being a selfish prick.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: And and I'm I'm saying that from a place of caring. But seriously. Stop fucking it up for other people because well, it's not cool anymore. It's like
1: it's is, just it's not. The funny thing is if everyone had that attitude, like everyone's lives would be that much better. You mm-hmm. know? Like everyone wins.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. They don't understand that a hundred lives isn't worth or greater than a hundred thousand lives yeah there's a bigger picture yeah yeah but now the last part i wanted to talk about before we we wrap this section up of the episode is the response which response the government's response, the media, mm-hmm. because that has a lot to do with the perception of the virus. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with how people viewed the virus, Yeah. the information that came out and how to handle the virus. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you had the protests of people wanting to go out and resume the economy. And then, you know, you had the absolute horrific George Floyd incident mm-hmm. and And, you know, the countries have now had to focus and wake up and realize, yeah, racism is a big issue. There's a lot that's kind of gone on during this entire event, uh, COVID, this quarantine. It's
1: really a perfect
0: storm that happened. Exactly. And, you know, we've all been digesting media and I think the news at a higher rate than usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, What has been one of the more concerning aspects you found from all of this?
1: I feel like the media is just really taking advantage of people. I didn't think so at first. Like, I always heard people trash the media. And this is both left and right. I think they're just trying to pander to their audience, just trying to really evoke emotion from them. So whether it's like, you know... One side is trying to just force coronavirus down your throat 24-7 and talk about, you know, how the politicians may or may not be doing a good job, you know, especially the ones that are not doing a good job. And then there's the other side where it's like, this is all a hoax. This is going to be over by Easter and stuff like that. The ones are saying that, you know, that the whole other side of the media is blowing this out of proportion, like I hate this pandering. Why can't we all just be on the same side on this? This is, let's fight the virus together. It doesn't matter which side. This isn't a partisan topic. This isn't a partisan problem we have right now.
0: Well, I think one of the issues too is people consume news talk as news and that's the issue and they're separate things. CNN isn't news. That's news talk. They're not breaking stories. They're not giving you the news, the actual factual information. They're giving you opinion from people that are more experienced than we are on the subject.
1: I've I've just realized now it's like they have these, you know, these uh, network anchors and like they're there to, to, they should be there to listen, not debate the people they have on their, on their programs, but it's like they have their one idea and which is shared by the whole station and they won't listen to another person's idea. And it's just like, that's the one thing. It's like, when have these news anchors become, like, debaters? Because that's what it's oh, become. Uh, absolutely.
0: And, you know, has have they even done really a good job handling this? I don't think so. And the so. information? Like, what about the World Health Organization having to come out and clarify their own statement about how the virus spreads? Like,
1: Yeah, well, the thing is with the WHO, I, I guess they've made mistakes. I'm not saying they haven't, but... Once again, this is the whole problem with the novel virus. You don't know much, so you're trying to figure it out. Now, are there things they could have done better? I believe they could have, but it's it's a new situation which they probably weren't prepared for, which is also another sad thing, which I think is shared by every single anything affected by this virus. Like not just not just the WHO, which that should be theirs their responsibility the most, but like the government. The media—they've all messed this up. Like my opinion, oh, the government. Yeah. Yeah, the government's been reacting rather than being proactive. And with these viruses, you have to be proactive, in my opinion. Like that's when I just hear like the news, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna consider shutting down." It's like, "Yo, shut down!" Like it took the NBA. I think the NBA is the only organization that, and they're such an influential organization, that did it right. They canceled their season once they found out what Rudy Gobert had it and they shut, they shut the game down before it even started the, the the jazz game. Right. Yeah. Once they did it, then like the NHL followed suit and then it's like, everyone started considering shutting down. So like all like praise the NBA. Cause like Adam Silver and the whole, you know, the whole organization there did a great job.
0: <laughs> it's funny. I remember the day that broke and I was, I was in shock. I mm-hmm. was like, Whoa, okay. Now it's for real, right? The NBA shutting down.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I think, like, it's been concerning just to see how much, like, the response in general, like, what people did. Remember, toilet paper was a big issue. That was
0: ridiculous. It's like,
1: and people were hoarding it. I remember seeing someone in like a back of a pickup truck just loading it up because there was like no That living. guy
0: reselling like hand
1: that, sanitizer and all that stuff. And the masks. Remember the guy in New York that had like a whole like moving truck full of N95 masks while the, the nurses and doctors didn't have enough in hospitals? Yep. It's like people
0: are terrible. Yeah. And I think what that is is just a reflection of society really Mm -hmm. that that is exactly a reflection of our our mentality it's capitalistic it's about trying to finish number one it's trying to better your position if it means doing such at the cost of others and being okay with that look at the
1: u.s look at the u.s versus canada you oh, know, completely. Th- the government completely in the different. U.S. is, you know, trying to say this isn't bad and trying to just like brush this off as nothing serious. Their numbers are going crazy. Like as much as our government's been, in my opinion, they could have done a better job with being, you know, more proactive. At least they are oh, listening to, to science. You know, they're listening to the the researchers, the people that are actually, you know, dedicating their lives to this type of research and this type of study. And that's what our government's doing. And I gotta give, you know, Doug Ford in Ontario a, a big big, uh, props, you know, I gotta say he's been doing a good job because, you know, a lot of people are trying to be making this a partisan issue, but he's standing there with, you know, so the, you know, the conservative premier of Ontario is standing there with, uh, you know, the liberal, uh, federal with Justin Trudeau, right? They're, they're together on this, you know, they might have some difficulties between each other, but they're not letting their differences get in the way of properly addressing the pandemic.
0: See, I want to be there, I wish I was, but when I look at Ontario mm-hmm. and how how poorly we handled the testing, how poorly we handled the old, the the care homes. Um, yeah, the, the
1: long-term care the is definitely...
0: Long-term care, the fact that the army came in and had to basically say this is terrible and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Doug Ford really was just... A PR rep telling you what you wanted to hear, but really wasn't changing or doing anything. Why were we one of the last provinces? Actually, I think we were the last provinces to hit in the 10k region of testing daily. Why is it that Toronto, has, I don't, at one I don't point, know had a, a had a 36 percent? Well, the, the thing is, like rate at getting contact tracing in in place with people. Well,
1: the thing with that is, early on, there was not enough tests. There's just like there weren't enough masks at the beginning. At the hospital I worked at, we were like we're lucky to have enough masks for the week. At that point, we had to get more masks. We were really running thin. So we are a bigger province. Um, We have a lot more people here, so you got to expect that. That's why like New York was hit harder than the rest of the country initially. It's just that's what happens when you're in a more densely populated area.
0: Right, but uh, Vancouver's population per sc- per square capita is denser than Toronto.
1: Well, the city itself, but the Ontario, the, the GTA. City. Look at GTA. Yes. I'm pretty sure GTA is
0: more probably has as much people as. I'm, I'm all comparing of more Vita. so Toronto, more so Toronto, because Toronto's been the main area. Toronto well, Peel. Toronto's doing better. Peel is actually the now. Way. Yeah. Now it's Peel. Yeah, but just the first couple weeks when. Forty was out there doing his, his, his spew and talking. I was like, oh, wow, you look at Ford. The bar was so low mm-hmm. that he, him coming out and being sincere and saying what you wanted to hear was good for the first week or so. But then as time went on and things weren't really improving, cases were still high, mm-hmm. testing was still shit, you realize, well, what the hell are you doing? Like not a single thing improved. Well, From when it started to when, for the first four weeks, almost it was almost a month before we, we started getting testing up better. If you and look at testing it, more yeah, numbers, I think
1: if you look at it on the surface like that, yeah, that sounds right. But I, I really think it just came down to to numbers of like the available tests and everything. Because when Ford announced he wanted what is it, ten thousand or twenty thousand tests a day, the nurses and the people that called us, like cause I work at, I kind of help out a lot of the departments in the hospital. Mm-hmm. they uh, they were saying it's like well, wow why did he do that we're not ready for that we weren't ready for it and he still pushed it so from another perspective he did as much as he could I mean I don't think he would hold back tests I think it's just a lack of being able to get them I really think that's what it has to do with um, yeah might be right <laughs> because you might be right because like look he's been saying he's been listening to he's been only pushing what the science, what the doctors and researchers have been saying He hasn't put his opinion on any of this. The only thing he put his opinion on is where, you know, his mother, was his mother-in-law or his mother was in a long-term care facility or something like that and just saw how poorly they are treated and, like, he was tearing up, like, because he's like, that's, like, the family's in one of these situations, right? It's like, we have to do better Mm -hmm. with... So they've at least owned up to the responsibility where some other government's just trying to brush this off. Like, look at Brazil. Look at, like, there's a lot of other countries... That are just like governments aren't taking responsibility. So whether he, he did a great job or not, whether he could have done a better job or not, everyone could have done a better job. Most times, any job that's done can be done better.
0: Mm-hmm, it just you have true. to go
1: on what you had. So I'm honestly I'm, I'm I'm happy with the way our government on all levels have worked together. I just think they could have been more proactive. That's my big yep. issue.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, with that being said, Luca, it has become it's got to that point the golden unwritten rule. What is the biggest takeaway so far from the early days of quarantine? Actually, it's the later days of quarantine, but still going strong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, I think like I wrote down a golden unwritten rule here and it's kind of what I just said. It's like, don't be reactive, be proactive. Uh, You know, like the whole don't, don't uh, assume it's like, you know, the movie, like, like any movie with a virus, it's the most contagious thing ever. So, but I mean, this is kind of like the first part where we're more talking about like what's good and what's bad. And I would say, actually, no, I, I'd go with that. If, to, to survive the quarantine, treat it like it is like one of those Hollywood movies where it's like the end of the world scenario. When, and when toilet
0: paper is the only
1: thing that is going <laughs> to please our overlord. I don't get the toilet paper thing. I've had a, we both have the same friend that was really poor when he moved out on his own. And he couldn't oh, yeah. afford toilet paper, so he just used a shower. In a worst-case scenario, <laughs> we'll survive with that. It's more the food. I yeah. don't know why they don't go for the food. You know, it was toilet paper. But that yeah. being said, uh, treat it like it's a deadly and extremely contagious, whenever you hear of a new virus in general, treat it like it's the most deadliest and most infectable or the most contagious virus out there. And then from there, you can then you go back from there. You know, once you get some more info on it, then you go back.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, my golden unwritten rule is be kind to others and mm-hmm. have compassion. Yeah. Because I think the world lacks compassion and people that have compassion and can see the bigger picture.
1: Yeah. I mean, if people people need to treat each other way better, I agree with that. Like, if you look at the fact that in Scotland, I think it was Scotland, where there's a bus driver that refused to let these passengers on that didn't have a mask, they decided to beat up the bus driver to the point where he died. Like, Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So, we need to be better to each other. That, that's a good golden unwritten rule.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, I think the world needs it. I think we as people need to do it to each other too. And I think we'll all benefit from it, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, your audio kind of changed their map, but I mean, that's, that's what we get for uh, recording remotely.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true.
1: All right. So I guess we're, we're we're done here. We're done our first part of the episode of the series.
0: Yeah, it came and went, but I think we're going to aim for in-person next one.
1: They've relaxed restrictions enough. I've had a little bit of a potential sore throat, so I'm just trying to... It's not really a full sore throat yet, so that's kind of why we didn't record together. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I'm good. That's another thing. That's a golden unwritten rule. If you are able to go out, make sure you're feeling okay, not experiencing any of the symptoms, like a sore throat, nausea, fever. What else is there? I'm sure there's more. Headaches. General
0: shittiness
1: any sort of lung problems. Don't go out in public Mm -hmm. spaces.
0: Yeah. Pretty straightforward, ain't it?
1: Yep. All right. So. All
0: right, Luca, where can they uh, find us? Where can our lovely listeners listen?
1: Well, they can uh, reach out to us on Twitter at the UR Podcast and on Instagram at the Unwritten Rule Podcast. Or now, since we have our email set up properly and everything's going good, you can reach us at uh, you can email us at T U R, like the, the unwritten rule, at LTDpotential.com. And you can also find us on any major podcast app, like, you know, I guess Apple Podcasts, Google, was it Google Play? What is it? Go- what is it now? I don't even know Google what it is.
0: Podcasts. It's Google, podcasts. Google Podcasts. Just Google Podcasts. Yeah.
1: Anywhere you can find your, your podcast, basically. So I guess you can also go to LTDpotential.com. If you want to check it out, we got other podcasts on there. Well, I mean one right now, Gone Gaming. And yeah, leave us your feedback. And remember, all you self-isolators, rules are made to be broken. But in this case, please follow your government's rules.